That's cool. Yeah, so as soon as it uh pop up, once she start the the intro music, it should pop up on Facebook. All right, cool. So then we can share it, and then we can get into it. Energetic J Podcast. I am your host, Jay Michelle. I was away for a minute. We had to switch up some things. It's Thursday night now, 8 p.m. instead of Sunday at 1. And I had um, oral surgery. So I had to heal from that. And I'm bike. I'm bike. I got my guest today with me, Mr. Kyle A. West. Amen. I don't even know why I said amen. What's up, y'all? Listen, I'm high. Pastor, amen. <laughs> here you go. Here you go. What's happening? Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Um, you know, it's always an honor. So thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. You know, I was looking for people to talk to about church, the religion, God, et cetera, et cetera. So I put myself out there on Facebook. I was like, yo, Vegas. I'm looking for some people, yeah. and this gentleman came into my DM and was like, yo, what's up? You know, I wanted him and his wife. I wanted a couple, you know, but sis is busy, you know what I'm yeah. saying? The pastor's wife, <laughs> doing her thing. So she wasn't able to join us tonight, but I have Mr. Kyle A. West, pastor. You good. Whatever you feel, I'm fine with it. I'm good. Pastor? Yeah, that's cool. That's dope to me, though. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I ain't gonna say his age because you know he on the low with it. But yeah. for for the age that he is, I think I think in my mind that that's a big accomplishment to become a pastor. Are you a pastor of a, a whole congregation, oh, a yeah, whole yeah. church? Like I got like people that are under me, like uh, yeah. Under you? What do you mean by under like you? I have members. Like I have members that are probably tuned in now that were asking about this. Nice. Like, where are you at? Like that type of deal. Like nice. we have a service on Sunday. Like, yeah. Like, they got to be on their posts. Like, let's get it. Like, yeah. <laughs> Come through, congregation. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so what? what is the name of the church? Um, Outport LV. Outport LV. Outpour Outpour LV. Yeah. LV. Okay. So prior to you becoming a pastor, how long have you been in the church? Um, I was actually born in the church, which is actually kind of interesting about my story because I was born in a church, raised around church leaders and things of that nature. However, I, I've i always been myself. So mm-hmm. I had my own journey and things like nature. So I'm not like that guy 
who's just been in the church and then you just like you want to do this like yeah that's not me like the holier than now yeah let nah me, I want to let me pull you in and preach that let me tell let me tell you about the Lord real quick you got a minute <laughs> like nah we gonna talk about like Jordan and Kobe probably before we talk about that because hmm. the reality of it is is, is like that isn't what draws people like be, being that way like right. it's you being a regular person that's more of a draw anyway so yeah i agree yeah yeah i agree <laughs> i don't i don't really um care for or subscribe to the people that like what they call bible thumpers that like try to <laughs> drill it into you like let me tell you about the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Da, 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 da. Yeah. So now that you've like you've grown up in church, you've been a part of church, but you are still what they call worldly at the same time. <laughs> worldly. <laughs> are, do do y'all still use that word? Y'all, I'm not a part of the y'all that uses uh, terms like that. I know people that do use terms like that, but um, I think the thing for me is is um, I've come to a realization that I'm called to the culture mm -hmm. and someone has to be a light in culture mm. and so what culture is this you know black culture i think the culture at large i think i'm gonna i have an influence on you know not even just my people but mm -hmm. you know on different races and things of that nature nice and so the reality of it is is as um you know i'm if that's worldly, that's worldly. That's but you worldly. know, I'm gonna be the best worldly. You know, <laughs> I'm gonna be. You know, I guess that's if I can say that. Yeah, yeah, you can say that. You mm -hmm. can say whatever you want to say. So your role in the church is a pastor. So what is the pastor's job um, in the church? Basically, you are the guy or woman. I believe that women can be pastors also, um, but mm -hmm. you are the person who is in charge of running the organization, running the um, work seeking God for vision in terms of what you're supposed to be doing and how you're supposed to be helping people um, grow and build their lives. So whether that's from strictly spiritual or to everyday stuff in terms of like their relationships, their self-care, um, their health, physical fitness, things of that nature, um, your finances, all of those different things. It's about wow. putting your people in the best position possible to succeed. And wow. so you know, that's what Jesus did. You know, he fed people. He mm -hmm. sat with people. He encouraged people. He was a therapist for people. I'm not saying that pastors are supposed to be therapists, but you mm -hmm. should be pointing people in the direction. Um, you know, he was... I mean, but you would have that job if someone were to come... Well, I don't know. Is the pastor the person if that people come to when they're um, about to get married? Oh, yeah, yeah like that type, like yeah. that type of counsel. But I think that there's spiritual counsel, and then I think mm -hmm. there's also clinical counsel that is necessary. And so I think people should definitely have a pastor and they should have, you know, that person that you can go sit down on their couch and mm -hmm. really have some homework outside of scripture. So what is your religion or belief? Um, so I am a Christian man. Um, I believe that Jesus is the son of God. I believe of course that he is God. Um, I do believe, um, it, this is controversial, but I do believe in the Trinity. Um, I'm not. What's the Trinity? So I believe that God is Father, Father Son, Son, and, and Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Did you? Yeah. Sidebar. Yeah. Did you read um, The Shack? I've heard of it. I haven't read it. Ooh, that's a good one. Okay. The Shack is a good one. Yes. Did, didn't they do a movie? They did a movie. Okay. I, I wanted to see the movie, but then COVID. Yeah. And I didn't see the movie, but I have the book. I've read yeah. the book. I've recommended the book. I've had family and friends who've read it. Yeah. 
Um, me personally, I'm more of a spiritual person. Okay. I did not grow up in church. Mm -hmm. I went to church often enough to know what church is. Yeah. Um, I was in a choir at one point. Uh oh. Outdoor <laughs> soprano. I don't know. Oh. I was just there. <laughs> um, it was the Agape Church, okay. but um, my sisters grew up in church. Mm -hmm. They were they were in a spiritual church, and I didn't know what that meant. Yeah. Um, until I got older, but I went and it was scary to me. Okay. That was really that was really a, but I was a little was a I was lot. a little girl and yeah. I was it was real scary to me and I I didn't like it. Yeah. At all. Most people don't. Yeah, I didn't like it. So if you don't, if you're listening and you don't know what a spiritual church is, um, church lingo, it's when they shout and do the Holy Ghost and pass out in the aisles and you need. Yeah. <laughs> it's and very they, excited. And they, yeah. yeah, they doing a lot. And uh, as a child that didn't go to church like that, I was like. It scared me. Yeah. So I was like, I didn't go. I didn't like it. But then, um, you know, my mom got into church a lot. Mm -hmm. And so she had discovered an agape church in Compton. So we used to go to the agape church in Compton and they had choir rehearsal. Really, I just I just thought that the choir director was cute. Really. <laughs> I had this little teenage, little cute, little crush. <laughs> I don't know what um, tone I sang in or nothing like that. I was just there. Yeah. Because he was there. Yeah. And so, um, but yeah, as I got older, my religious beliefs have become not religious, not religion per se, but mm -hmm. very spiritual. Okay. I have a relationship with a higher being whom, whom I refer to as God. Okay. And so I just have, I just thought this kind of conversation would be interesting based on the things that have taken place over the years that had to do with the church. Yeah, yeah. But before we get into all that, um, people like myself who wasn't brought up in church, what is the difference between a pastor, a preacher, a bishop, uh, mm -hmm. those folks, the, ush the usher? Okay, so... Um, <laughs> An usher, sir, a, a usher or usher, usher, whatever you call <laughs> usher, it. Baby. Um, that that is hospitality. Mm -hmm. um, pastor is more so for the governing of people. Um, a bishop depends. Pastor governs the people, people so okay. they're like that lead person, depending mm -hmm. on your um, your sect of Christianity. Because mm -hmm. if you're a person like me. Um, We'll get into this in a second, but there's different beliefs on in terms of that because there's different levels of pastors. So you have pastors that are specifically for an area. So you may have a pastor who's for um, music, and then that pastor has to report to another pastor who's over something more major. Yeah, like it's a whole thing because it's a whole hierarchy. So who's at the yeah, top? The apostle. Yeah. What? Yeah. And so, I've never even heard of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. Most people have, but that's like, you the know, you have to really, yeah. And then who's next? Then you have your prophet, and then you have the evangelists, and then the pastors and teachers. Because the pastors and teachers are supposed to be prepared for who the evangelists bring in. Then the prophet provides insight and foresight for what is to come and what to do, strategy yeah, right. and things of that nature. And then the apostle is really the steward 
of all things. So he is the one that receives the vision. Not saying that anybody else can't receive vision, yeah. but they are the ones that has a vision for a, a region, a okay. particular place. So wherever you see a church, technically, from a biblical standpoint, it's supposed to have that structure. But what we're seeing right now in the world, we're seeing a lack of that. So it's causing uh, a bunch of... Could, I'm definitely going to get into that. Yeah, it's causing a bunch of foolishness to go on. Where does the preacher come So in a preacher now? is not a... Um, this is going to be this <laughs> yet. So a preacher is not a an office. It is an action. Like a verb. Exactly. So <laughs> I preach. So okay. technically... And I don't know how well you were, but, but you're a preacher, whether mm-hmm. you know it or not. You're, okay. you're life ministers to okay. someone. So all of those positions. They preach. whether you preach. Yeah, okay, whether you so know preacher not. is not really a title. So where did that come from? Um, that's more of something that we do. And and that, and a lot of times um, it's, it's just, it's a churchism. It's a term that a we lingo. have. A, it's a lingo. Yeah. So it's kind of like. Oh, that's my bro. That's my sister. That's my cousin. Like that's that's my preacher. Like I know I'm going to his church and he's gonna preach well. Mm -hmm. Like I'm a preacher. Like I will never just. I I wholeheartedly honor that. But outside of being a preacher, I have a role. And so, I don't. I hope I'm not. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm turned down. You are. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know who it is. Yeah. With the feedback. Okay. So, um, the term Mm -hmm. preaching. And then a new term was created or became popular, teaching. Okay. So there were, I guess, multiple spiritual churches and people kind of got turned off by that. And so it was like, oh, we're not preaching here. We teaching here. Yeah. So that's the first time I heard teaching when I went to the agape. I about to say agape, child. The agape church. I heard teaching that term. And so... That kind of di- differentiated certain churches was like, oh, they're not preaching, they're teaching. Okay, let's, let's do go that or, yeah. or not do that. That you know expression is a little yeah. bit more so safe. So where did people. that expression come from? Um, it came from people who were um, turned off by the supernatural and how it was being done and demonstrated wrong. How can you go and be into church and be turned off by the supernatural? Well, it's very easy if you're in a place where there's no order. So a lot of times what but happens church well first of all church is the fellowship. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah, it's the gathering. Oh, correct yeah. me when I'm wrong. No, no, I'm gonna tell you. You the yeah. expert, not me. <laughs> so to to go to church is the fellowship. Yeah. But you're you're praising a, a higher being. Okay. That's spiritual in itself. That is spiritual and so that's what we all should think. But for a lot of people, it's because my okay, let's put it like this. Um, let's say me and you go to Dre's tonight, and we're hanging out. Mm-hmm. At some point, they gonna play, um, you know, for the for the nine nine two thousand. Yeah. Now, for some people in that club, you know, you hear Juvenile's voice. Mm-hmm. That's like, why are they doing that? That's a little too much for me. Like, they really have to dance that way. And so, in the church world, you know. They really have to shout like that. They really have to dance like that. They really have to run like that. So people got turned off. Mm. And then what they did was they said, well, we're going to come over here. And a lot of it was race driven. What we're going to do is we're going to come over here. We're going to silence this. We're going to put parameters on how people can worship and praise God. 
and express themselves. And we're going to say that we're not preaching, we're teaching. But that's an oxymoron because what is preaching? Teaching. Wow. Wow. It's just crazy how it's just like people are so very particular about discrimination, but it's discrimination in everything. In everything. But really, you know what I'm saying? Old school OGs won't call it discrimination it's politics it's politics it's politics it's how you move that's right. or how you supposed to move in a certain situation so they went ahead and flipped that yeah yeah we don't like the way we doing they doing that over here so we're gonna come do our own thing over yeah. here and that's why you have majority of your really all denominations are based in that there was a disagreement somewhere and because like I guarantee if you ever were to really do a, a, a sit down and really research, you mm-hmm. will find it is the most petty stuff that like, especially in the Christian church, like right now, like if you, the history of like the different expressions, like you have the Southern Baptist church, which is extremely racist. Then you have the Baptist church. Then well, you yeah, have you the spoke progressives. About it. It was, besides the black being racist, what is What is the, what about it makes it racist? Um, so the hierarchy inside mm-hmm. of different sects. So what happens is, is um, we're going to go over here and the only people that can be used are white people or are black people in some senses or are so basically Hispanic like, people. For example, so like Baptist church is only black. And it's southern, and it's loud, and it's shouting. And yeah, it's, or it's so, white because when cause you they say because when you think churches. about Baptist, that's what you think about. Well, that's mm-hmm. what I think about. Mm-hmm. But then when I think about Catholic, I think about yeah, yeah. And what's crazy is, is, is there's like actually long ass service. Very true, but you know, in the Catholic Church, there's actually people who praise and who worship, who speak in tongues, and all that type of stuff. They just believe that they have to go. But through then marriage. they will call that the. Um, what is it when they go under the tent for like a week at a time? Oh, I don't know, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. that's that's what I think the white people do when they praise and fall out and have snakes. <laughs> the and tent shit. revivals, yeah, and the stuff. revival. Oh my that's God. what it's called. Oh, you called. watched that documentary about the snakes? I can. Oh, it's I love documentaries. I'm it's sure really I've creepy. Some of the like stuff that. people do. Yeah. But yeah, when I think of white people shouting, I don't think of how black people shouting. No, nah, it's very black different. people shouting to me is like the Baptist church. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The um, spiritual church. When I think of white people shouting, I think of the revival in the back mm. of the back of the backwoods with the snakes and all the shit like that. <laughs> so. Oh my god. That's just that's what, what you think. I think yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> that's just what I think about. <laughs> but yeah, funny. like you said, it's racist. I, you know, po- it's politics and everything. Mm-hmm. You never know. It's crazy. That's why I have him here to discuss it because I don't know. I had questions. I want to know what, what's going on. Yeah, no, you So fine. we went from, like we were just talking about down south mm-hmm. or in a neighborhood like mine, I grew up in South Central Los Angeles. You know, you got a little church, little wooden church on every corner. Yeah. And so. My favorite Roscoe's has a church in his backyard. So, really? Yeah. It's Which Roscoe's? Crazy. I don't know, but it's by the big donut. The one over there by the donut. <laughs> in Inglewood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> by the big donut. Yeah. Yes. I think of Randy's is coming to Vegas. Yeah, I, I think yeah, I, I read that. that. Yes. Okay, so we went from the tiny churches on the corner to the mega churches in 2010. Hartford Institute database listed more than 1,300 Protestant. Mm-hmm. Protestant means largest. Protestant, Protestant. Protestant. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Means the largest grouping of Christians. Um, they had 1,300 Protestant churches in the United States. Mm-hmm. 50 of those 
had an average attendance of over 10,000 people. The highest recorded attendance was 47,000 people. That's about 5 million people attending service in a mega church in the United States. Which is beautiful. It's beautiful. It's beautiful when you praising whoever you praising to. You know what I'm saying? And you looking for that outlet and that um, fellowship. But it's also as big business. It is very big business. So back in the day, you know, our little churches on the corner, they come around, they pass the collection play. You put your dollar, your five dollars. They needed new paint or they needed a roof or they wanted to do like a humble extension. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And, you know, the, the congregation contributed to that. Mm-hmm. But now you have mega churches. Mm-hmm. Where where does that money go? Okay. So in majority of how do I want to put this? I am a believer that there are more good churches mm-hmm. than there are bad churches. But what tends to happen and that's by my own knowing of people who are mega mm-hmm. and being able to see what is really going on. Um and then also being able to know that we live in a world that is troll driven. Mm-hmm. And so what tends Absolutely. to happen is, is if, if I can spread a negative narrative enough, mm-hmm. that narrative will sound more truthful than Absolutely. what's really happening. So a lot well, of your mega churches, really a lot of your mega churches, they have schools, they have scholarship programs, mm-hmm. they have clothes, you know, they, they're doing a lot of work. Like my, my college pastor, he's now in Atlanta, Georgia. He feeds 8,000 families a week. Mm. You know. Is he at the North Cross Church? No, no, he's in Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah. He's at New Birth. So. Yeah, I know where I used to live in that area. Oh, okay, okay. It's, yeah, it's right by the uh, the Trip. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so, like, you know, like, that type of stuff is going on. You have, like, a lot of different community initiatives. A lot of your churches that are mega, they really run cities. Mm. So Interesting to know. When it comes to that type of stuff, you know, they're 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 doing a lot. They're involved mm-hmm. in, you know, your schools and things of the nature. Yeah, because people don't know. People don't know that. And so, you know, when it comes to people like, well, I'm just putting in this money, and then I see this pastor, you know, he drives this nice car and things of that nature. And it's just like, well, number one, that's still a man or a woman. They deserve to have whatever they work hard for. Majority of those people write books. They have book deals. Mm -hmm. They, If you're a a content creator, you're going to be paid for your content. You're going to be paid for appearances and things of nature. Pay for whatever you do. And the reality of it is, is, is if people only knew that the church is actually the hardest place to become profitable. Mm. Because majority of churches in America are actually struggling to break even every Mm -hmm. year. That is actually statistically proven. Mm-hmm. And so when it comes to it, people are like, well, the church is just a cash cow. I beg to differ because reality of it is, is if people really knew how much rent was, how much musicians are, how much, you know, chairs are, lights, lights. food. <laughs> um, if you do yeah. a community event, if you um, special services, if you provide any type of initiative, all of that stuff matters. And then if you have people working in there and they're actually dedicating their lives like to it. They deserve, you know, yeah. like they're they're literally serving their community. Mm-hmm. And so I, my friend Watley worked in the church, and it was literally his job. Yeah, and it's like it's real hard work. Mm-hmm. And majority of those people that work in churches, it is unfair. A lot of times, if people only knew how strenuous that work is, um, because you, how do I put it, being 
uh, a leader in church is like being that person in the mall who's asking people to let them clean their the shoes. One in the kiosk. Yeah. Hey, hey, mall. can I please clean? Because yeah. reality is you're dealing with constant rejection, so it's a lot of mental turmoil, a lot of mm-hmm. things that you're dealing with emotionally, um, even socially, because if you do work in the church, you, you're automatically deemed this thief. You know, it's all these different things that go into it. So when it comes to the money, a lot of things are happening. You know, real estate is being bought. People are purchasing housing complexes. I know tons of churches that actually in this city that actually. And a lot of people, I I think all of those things are great. You know, um, I don't know. That's why I asked. I have the same misconceptions as a lot of people like. Oh, y'all got all this money and and the majority you know, don't really have all that money. Yeah, like, it's not. And what you so, think. like growing up in Compton, there was a church by us called a Double Rock Church off of Central on Alondra, and the I don't know, I guess pastor preacher, mm-hmm. I don't know, um, always drove something nice, always drove something fancy, and you know something happened at the church. I don't know exactly what, yeah. but. It got shut down. Yeah. It was an investigation. <laughs> it, it got deep. You know like, what I'm saying? It had, yeah, yeah. So. And that's real. And, and I want to say, because that, that is something that really does happen. There are some crooked people who really yeah. do get into, um, there are people who get into money. You know, they get into uh, ministry for the wrong purpose. Right. Um, and I, I know people that have used the church. Mm-hmm. for money laundering or it's a way to clean money and things of that nature for yeah. other things that they're doing. But that's why it's on you as a person to be on guard for your own life. And do your own research. And do your own research. And ask God to, I tell people, I'll tell you, even before you join my church, I tell people, I say, do not join here if God has not told you this is where you're supposed to be. Because at the end of the day, when I die, or if something happens to me tomorrow, are you supposed to stop coming here? Right. Like, don't come for me and come for yourself. Yeah, come for yourself and and mm-hmm. come because you feel led of God. And so that's the reality. Yeah. So I just wanted to bring light to that because a lot of people use that as a misconception mm-hmm. to mm, shy away from the church. Like, uh, they ain't going to use my money for something else. They got all this money and they just, they just sitting on money. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But, you know, people don't think like you said, people need to get paid mm-hmm. to actually work there. That's their, their nine to five. Yeah. And then people don't think about that because they only think, oh, church on Sunday. Yeah. And this is something I want people to think about. So there's uh, four Sundays in a month. And if it's only church on Sunday, I want people to think about how in a pandemic, the average church in the city of Las Vegas, the cheapest rent for the average church, the average doing church, is $6,500 a month. That's not including their power bill. That's not including, you know, water, gas, um, you know, the necessities of running the church. That has a a structure. And then transitioning to virtual ministry while still having to pay for that building. Yeah, well, you got to pay for the Wi-Fi, the electricity. And so I want you to think about how hard that was for a lot of places. Mm -hmm. And so I know tons of churches that have had to close down. Yeah. Because they didn't have it. And then then you have people that want to go and Mm want to go for free. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's church. It's and church. you're supposed to be able to just go. Yeah. Okay, so. Um, <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> they want to go for free. Like, that is right, because it's church, yeah. and you're supposed to need to go. So in 2013, it was a, it was a shock for me yeah. when 
The Preachers of L.A. premiered Uh-oh. on television. Bishop Jones and all of them. <laughs> the synopsis read um, celebrity pastors. And I didn't yeah. know there was a such thing. Oh, yeah. As a celebrity pastor, like I said, I didn't grow up in church. I don't go to church. I don't mm-hmm. keep up with the church world. I don't know who's who and who's doing what. But there was a church in Compton. Where is the church in Compton? Mm-hmm. And he was on there. And I was like, oh, I know a couple people that go to that church. Yeah. But... I think the straw that broke the camel's back for a lot of people when people started to publicly, publicly, I think thanks to social media, lose their faith in the church was around 2015 when Creflo Dalla, rest his soul. Um, oh, Eddie Long, Eddie Long. Eddie Long? Yeah, Eddie Long. That's who it was that died. Creflo passed away too? That asked for the congregation of $65 million for a private jet. Oh, yeah. That's real. Yeah, there's some guys out there that do stuff like that. Yeah, and I think that's the way everybody was like, mm, Yeah. It was just like, oh, here's this one this last thing it. I need. Yeah. And you know. <laughs> but being in the church and in that life, when did you notice? When did you notice? That's when I noticed the shift. When did you notice the shift in um, people starting to lose their faith in the church? Um, or I, the religion? or whatever. I think it happened, and I was it's so funny, I was just having a conversation with my um, my guy D and, you know, some other people that are very close to me. And I was telling them, I was like, um, I really think it, like, kind of like the mid-2000s was really the start. So, like, by 2005 on down, we've seen a decrease in interest. And it's mainly due to the fact that there became this... Uh, rise of the anti-social, anti-community, loner sermons that just like began to spread. It was just like, get it on your own, forget anybody else. Everybody else is toxic except for you. So was it Haters, and you're going to go be a millionaire, and you're going to have cars, clothes, and all these different things. And it was nothing that was really helping people begin to say, wow, I need to begin to do some internal work. I need to, you know. But with that, what you're saying mm-hmm. also kind of coincides with um, another thing merging to the forefront, which was spirituality. Yeah. Stones, chakras. Yeah. Meditating. The rise of that, yeah. yeah, it was the rise of that, and it was the down, the like the downfall mm-hmm. of the church. So, yeah. like, how much of that contributed, like? to social media or was it just like okay well the church is being exposed for you know 65 million dollar requests for planes and all this other stuff and then people are like well you know what i'm gonna just sit in my living room and talk to god and 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 work it out well you know i think um it all plays a part i think because you know you got this guy that gets up and says he needs 65 million dollars for a jet but people in his church knows what he does they he know need what to get he's there. doing. He, need to get he has to, to get to where he's going. And the, the level of work that he Fancy does, like. whether you agree with it or not, you know, the reality of it is, is yes. nobody gets mad if Kevin Hart buys a jet. True. Nobody gets mad if Jay-Z gets Beyonce a jet or this if the true. city girls are right, taking two jets to get to the same place as if they not still, you One know, group. Right. don't own their royalties, you yeah. know, like, you know, if you think about that stuff, but you but know, I think that also it was just because it's a preacher. You know, yeah. I think it, that yeah. goes into people not expecting yeah. a pastor to be a celebrity. Yeah. And I think the celebrity culture is something that predates all of us mm-hmm. because Preachers Jesus have was a Jesus was a celebrity, and he was a disliked celebrity. Um, 
you know, if you think about it, Martin Luther King is a celebrity. Yeah. Malcolm X was a celebrity. Mm-hmm. You know, these guys are on your every daytime day. and nighttime talk shows in the 60s. It's like them being on the shade room every day. Right. And, you know, like you think about this stuff. Yeah, they, they pump these people up, you know. They're I mean, well we known. pump well, them up, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, you got five million people that go to mega churches and you probably got just for, you know, uh, people like Creflo Dollar and people like, um, um, what's the other one? Or like Bishop Jakes. That one, T.D. Jakes and, you know. Who I you love. have five yeah. million people coming to their, their sermons, then, yeah, they're going to get famous. Yeah. Beyond popular, they're yeah. going to get famous. So, y'all can understand why he felt like he needed a $65 million jet. But at the same time, on the outside looking in for people that don't go to church yeah. or are not part of his congregation, is like, but yeah, yeah, you're a celebrity. Yeah. How are you? How else are you going to get around? But I, but at the same time, I can guarantee you, if you went on Southwest, nobody would nobody <laughs> nobody would recognize you, bro. Well, yeah, at and, all. And that's a, that's a, that's also <laughs> like having that humility to say, okay, I'm going to fly private, but I'm going to go to donors instead. Private donors instead of making this because I'm a sure Sunday you know people thing. who own you private know people, jets, yeah. And you like, let me just put the gas yeah. in it and let me borrow it. You exactly. Know what I'm saying? You didn't need your own. That would have been the better move because the reality of it is, is how is, much did that hurt the church? Um, I think there are bigger issues mm-hmm. than that. And when um, I say church, y'all, I'm talking about Christianity at, at large. Yeah, I, I think that I think there are bigger issues that hurt. The church Biggest more game. than that because than you have the rise. You're funny. You have the rise of like the you know the money driven and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But there was um, there's a whole so like you were talking about like the rise of chakras and like that. Mm-hmm. There's a whole generation on the on the scene right now. When I say general, I'm not talking about age group. I'm talking about for this particular time um, of people who simply have questions that can't be answered, mm-hmm. and we have churches that have formed and it's filled with a bunch of undereducated people in positions. Mm. And so you have people who have been raised up in these churches and they grew up with genuine questions that nobody answered. And because nobody could answer and nobody could explain, like, you know, I believe in the Trinity, but, you know, I had to find out for myself, what did Jesus mean when he said that he and the father, you know, they're they're not, you know, on the same level. And he, but then turns around and says that he and the father are one. You know, how does that work? And then how Wait, does how do how do how do they not believe in the Trinity? But you know, a lot of people don't. They say that you know the father sent his son, so you know that Jesus and that's a whole other conversation. But <laughs> I think it's kind of crazy thing. because technically, you're a triune being. You're a woman, mm-hmm. you have, of course, a body. Mm-hmm. When and you have a body, mm-hmm. you have a soul, and you have a spirit. The three are one. Okay, I thought the soul and spirit was the same. No, because your soul, like you have your to. Your soul do, moves you. Your spirit is something. Yeah, else. It's I something, get it. Yeah, it's I understand. A, it's hard to put into words. Yeah. You just have to get it. Yeah, okay. and that's even like even with that, like that type, those types of things for people, it's just like mm-hmm. explain it. And so people, they ran to stuff, much like majority of our ancestors did, they ran to stuff that seemed to be easier to grasp. Well, since you can't educate me, this can. Since okay, you can't. So since you said that, mm-hmm. 
because I thought about it. <laughs> I don't know if I was going to say it, but since yeah. you said it, mm -hmm. what do you think of the concept that we had, we had us black people had mm -hmm. our own religion and then white people introduced Christianity to us. And then the way that we used to praise and worship was considered or is still considered evil, voodoo, yeah. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then they taught us about white Jesus. Well, I do think that white Jesus definitely was imposed upon black people. Mm -hmm. However, I think the story needs to be told in full. Mm -hmm. Our religion was Christianity because Christianity and its Bible is about us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because Jesus was... Dark, yeah, he definitely. Skin, yeah, yeah, hair, yeah, all of that, and so all so of those people. What, so what did they do? They took, they took our, they took the title of it, which we all had already named, and yeah. then they just switched up the practices. Basically. Yeah, and, and that's really what it was. The even the Bible that was used on black people, it was a partial Bible. So I want you to imagine. Partial Bible. Okay. I want you to imagine um, you being taken somewhere. And you've been accustomed to the life that you've been accustomed to. And you have Facebook. And then out of nowhere, somebody tries to give you a, a, a partial manual on how to do something you already know how to do. Mm, TikTok. It, okay. <laughs> so, and then out of nowhere. Like, no, I know Facebook. Yeah. I don't want to get on yeah, TikTok. Yeah. And so then out of nowhere, they're like, well, if you don't do this because this says this, then, you know, you're out of line. And because you're not in your land. And you, you don't you have, really have their no weaponry. So. Things like you have no say so. Right. And so they obeyed what was. So they switched it up over the yeah. years. Yeah. And so that's all it was. It was just. It Trickery was, and foolishness. And I'm a person that actually preaches that Christianity was not forced on people. I don't believe that you can force anything on anyone. Mm -hmm. What I do believe, though, I do believe that you can manipulate by providing partial information. This and until you bring right information. Um, you find yourself in this. I think more black people today are the version of history that they think happened than our own ancestors. So yes, if you really think about sense. it, there are more black people today who hate Jesus because mm -hmm. they feel he belongs to the white man mm -hmm. and don't even realize, like, number one, that's ignorant. Number two, that's that's like it's it's just ignorant again. Number three, it's just ignorant it's because ignorant <laughs> yeah. And so <laughs> the reality of it is, is it's like that's not that's not true. And you have to really research. There is actually more evidence that he was here, that these people in this book was here, whether the names are the same or not, because depending on where you go, even the name Jesus, that's an American thing. If you go to his land, that is Yeshua HaMashiach. Mm. And so if you think about that, you know, it's semantics. It's it's translations people of things. Semantics. And people love that. So you have you have a whole it generation. Just them, it's just giving them feel to keep arguing. Yeah, like, and that's like, what I've realized. You're talking about tiny things. Tiny things, you know. Tiny, like that ain't microscopic his organisms. Like, like, come on, bro. If you go to China right now and use the name Jesus, they're going to look at you funny. Because, number one, they don't speak our language. Right. They have a language. I'm right. not saying that they don't understand. Yeah. But they're, after a while, they're going to be like, okay, that's not what we call them. And so even in the Bible, there's numerous names, and the names point to different attributes of who he is. Okay. And so, yeah.
Okay. Lesson. Hello. <laughs> no, I hope good. y'all listening. No, but um, yeah, I don't. I don't subscribe to the the tales of the Bible. They're interesting to read, mm-hmm. like uh, Grimm's Fairy Tales. Very interesting. You are funny. Okay. Very interesting to read. I mean, I know, like I said at the so beginning is, of the podcast, like I, I subscribe to to God. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I believe in God. I have a spiritual relationship with God. I talk to God. You know, we we dap it out. We do our thing. Okay. Um, I just I just look at the Bible as um a book of stories that's okay. that's told by men who were there. They mm-hmm. were witnesses to certain things, and it was written. But it was um there are different there are different versions. There are different uh books, what you call it? Translations and things of that nature. Um but like Testaments. Uh, yeah, testaments, old testament, new mm-hmm. testament, extra new testament. Like it's always being cha- <laughs> <laughs> it's always being changed <laughs> That's and, so funny. and stuff like that. So it's like, okay, well, I've oh, I've heard stories, I read what I read. But you, but that's what anything. That's what you know what I'm saying? Yeah. With any information, you take the information and you apply it to your life, how it applies to your life. You know what I'm saying? So, I'm not gonna say Jesus Christ is my holy savior or anything like that. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna say I have a relationship with God and I believe in God. Mm-hmm. And then that's it. Oh. That's that's just me. Like I don't I don't do the I whole respect G- you. Yeah, I just, I don't do yeah, the whole Jesus. That's what you feel. Mary and Lazarus, but I do love um, the Da Vinci Code. Okay, that riled y'all up. <laughs> that really riled y'all that up. That is so funny. It did. It wow. the Da Vinci Code riled y'all up. Angels and Demons. Uh, shout out to the, those books and those movies. I, I read the books and then the movies came out. Uh-huh. Books are way better. But that yeah, that the, the Angel the the Da Vinci Code that pissed a lot of Christians off. To say that Mary Magdalene was his wife and not a prostitute and to, you know, all the things that was in that book that them Christians yeah. was pissed, honey. Well, because a lot of those beliefs, and that's another thing. Most Christians get mad. Um, well, true Christians get mad when um, a lot of what what a lot of those of the Catholicism faith um, do under the guise of Christianity. So mm-hmm. a lot of like a lot of your destruction and terror in America was actually done by the Catholic the Church Catholics. and the Catholics hated Christians. Yeah. But they did all of their dirt under the, the name, name Christian. Yeah. And so now you have a whole generation of people who are saying they don't fuck with Christians. And <laughs> the reality of it is is it wasn't the Christians. It was the people who run the, the world. Yeah. And everybody knows. some crafty people. They some crafty people. So. I mean, let me tell you, you already know. They already, you, we already know what they about. Yeah. And so. That, we already know what they do on the low. Mm-hmm. And then they have the audacity to just say that they're not going to marry certain people because of something that the Bible said, baby. Stop playing. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> you are funny. But. I, uh, mm. Yeah. So, like, you think about that, like. Those are things that happen. So, you know, even like that belief about Jesus Ooh, having a Lord, wife. This hour went by fast. Only yeah. got 10 minutes away. <laughs> yeah, that whole idea and stuff like that. That's that's. Yeah, it just exposed them. Yeah. And they didn't like it. Yeah. And they, you know, it was a whole thing. But if you haven't read The Da Vinci Code, please read it. It's, it's a great book. It's a great book. It's a great book. Okay, so um, being a man of God, uh-huh. right? Yeah. So you got Pastor John Gray, who I love to listen to. <laughs> I love to listen to him. I was like, oh, that's an hour. 
I liked his little show. It was so it was so dope with his wife and his children. And then you know you have uh, cheating allegations and things like that. And yeah. then you have Kirk Franklin with his son, just being a father of a. Yeah. Hard-headed ass nigga, and <laughs> you know That's people so are just like, "Oh my god, he's gonna change all No, but everybody wrote Coke Franklin. No, they was like, "He innocent." So, like, just he's being a, a yeah, yeah, just being a man of God yeah. and just having that on your shoulders to be mm. perfect. You're a pastor. You just you know can't give in to the to the flesh and, and all that holy stuff. Like, so how do you maintain being? a husband, a pastor, um, and just with the influence of social media and just our culture, period, mm-hmm. just to just keep it under wraps? Mm. Uh, well, for me personally, um, I am a person who learns from other people's mistakes. Hello, me too. And so, um, That's why I had my first baby till I was 37. Oh, for real? Yeah. Wow. My baby's six months. Oh, congrats. Well, yeah, I had him. I got pregnant at 37. I had him at 38. I'll be 39 this year. Oh, congrats. Thank you. So the thing for me is I keep a lot of accountability. Like, I have a lot of people. I love that word. And I have people, and it's kind of funny how God did this for me. I have people in different areas of the city Mm -hmm. that I can go to. Mm -hmm. And so the thing for me is, is if I'm ever, you know, in a place where I'm still a man, like I'm angry, I'm married. You know, mm-hmm. you have issues, things that happen. You know, you need people that you can talk to, people that you can work through your issues with that yeah. are more mature than you, that are willing to let Counsel you be you. you. Yeah, and realize that you, you know, you who you are. And so the reality of it is, is, you know, I don't think I'm ugly. So, you no, know. he's handsome. Look, oh, thank you. Waves yeah. dipping like <laughs> so, Redondo Beach. What's hilarious, up? Hilarious. So I have like, um, you know, I get DMs. Mm-hmm. Like, I get women you know walk up to me and you know they say what they say feel what they, they feel. get on my nerves but the reality of it is is it's just it's on You're me supposed to be a church woman well it, you it know don't, this man here. it don't even be the church woman it's well it do be church women but it uh <laughs> it, it, sometimes it's sometimes it's women just that don't just even go women to church in general. like oh yeah. hey what's up you know and, but it's on but me right, it's about what i'm going to do yeah. and so even if i'm in like a bad moment like in my it's like okay is it worth me Messing up, losing everything. Yeah, losing everything I have, losing my integrity. Like, and it's not even. I think about me first. As you, as you should. Like, do I want to be known as one of those guys? Like, when you, when a, when a guy has a high standard for himself, his body, and his phallus. Yeah. And where he puts it, you know, much respect. Yeah, because like, because to give in to something. As superficial as sex, like that's a very, very minor way of thinking. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it's sex. Like it's not everything. It's like it literally probably lasts you a good two and a half minutes, bro. Like stop playing. <laughs> like why so are you why why are you going all in for this? Well, like dudes be ready to lose risk it all. Risk it all. And that's like, that's the thing for me, like I found out, like, because I wowed out. Like, I had my phase where I, was, I wasn't, I was like, like running through girls or nothing like that. Like, that, yeah. was, that wasn't my thing. Because um, the thing for me was it's just, like, I always value myself. And should. I always realize that at some point I'm going to be somebody. And I don't want to have some random woman 
being dragged along my journey because you have my child. So I was always very like Love cautious. You. And the thing for me was, even outside of Christianity, mm-hmm. I'm just a firm believer in, I come from a two-parent household. Mm-hmm. I'm a believer that sex is better when you have the right chemistry with the right person. Absolutely. And so there's certain levels of intimacy and chemistry that mm-hmm. only can come from when you are, you know, married and on a deeper level of love with somebody. So the thing for me was, I take that over day, you know, any day over absolutely having all of these women. And so the, that, that was the thing for me. So I f- found somebody I felt like I could spend the rest of my life with, and that's what I'm doing. I, I find it to be very beautiful because those are the those are the qualities that I plan to teach my son. Yeah. To respect your body, to be very selective of who you give your body to just yeah. because you're a boy. That doesn't mean that you need multiple women. There are going to be men yeah. out here that will tell you, like, oh, go get her, bro. Go just just hit them on you. Yeah, like, like no. Nah. And it's and it's men like you who I commend and appreciate for being out here like that. So maybe one day if I do want to introduce my son to church yeah. or if I do want to find, like, an extra mentor or extra support for my son you know he has his father he has his cousins and and stuff like that but you know just like they say it takes a village yeah so you know just to know that it's somebody like you that that's in the community that's out here representing himself and um being available to younger people that's not sending out the wrong information just because you're a, a, a boy or just because you're a guy yeah. that you're supposed to just give yourself to everybody or anybody. But I find it to be stronger for someone to have the type of, um, you know, morals that you have oh, yeah. or principles that you have, because it's easy to go out here and just fuck everybody. Yeah. And, and that, that's, that's the thing, because especially like in today's culture, it's really like easy. Like yeah, you it's got easy. apps. If you hate talking to people, you got the meetup apps. Yeah. You got, you know, day, DMs. Like, you, like, you going out, I said, listen, let me tell you something. I don't want to do anything with anybody. People is out here throwing it to me. Yeah. From both sides. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm like dodging penis and vagina. I don't want none of this. Yeah. Like, I'm good. I'm chilling. That's I'm real. getting to know my son. I got my podcast every Thursday. I do nails during the week. You know what I'm saying? I got my businesses that I yeah. run. Like, I don't have focus, time yeah. Yeah. for that. Like, it's a very minuscule part of life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like two seconds of pleasure. Like, literally two seconds. <laughs> you are like, funny. This emphasis is so funny. <laughs> like literally two seconds. It's not oh worth all that. Oh my god! But like we got there for that. But, but so no, if real. someone wants to come see you on a Sunday, what could they get from you? What are you preaching or teaching or talking about when you get up there on that podium? Um, I'm truthful. I'm relatable. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm diverse and. You're always going to feel empowered to be your best self. Mm-hmm. That's always going to be the thing. Where even if it's harsh, you're going to leave going, dang, he cares. Hmm. He I might really want to have to come check it out once. Yeah, and, you know, you always welcome. Um, I definitely. haven't been to church since before Obama got in office. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah, it was a church. But you know what? My best friend. You know what? There's so many people. 
who are, you know, like you, who are just like, I'm, I'm turned off, I'm cool, this ain't it. Well, the thing that turned me off was because, you know, before Obama got in office, they was talking about um, having um, legalizing gay marriage. Yeah. And so the pastor was speaking about how we're going to have to start marrying gay people. Uh-huh. And if I don't do it, I'm going to be in trouble and they're going to come up in here and try to arrest me. And I'm like, we're in the middle of service. It's kids in here. <laughs> like, what are you saying, oh sir? My God. And I was like, yeah, no, yeah. I'm good. Yeah. So I was like, wow. So, um, Ken, do you believe that the faith can be restored in the church? Oh, I definitely do. I definitely do. I just think, um, I was just having an interview. Somebody just interviewed me about this, like, literally a few weeks ago. And I said, all it takes is, I I just want people to give it one more chance. Like I said, I'm willing to come listen to you. And yeah, and, and don't go back to what you know. Try something different. I think that I think what we all have known or know of as church yeah. is not that it's anymore. It's not that anymore. Like it's completely different. Yeah, come and, as you are. Like on any given Sunday with me, I'm either but preaching like this. Not with your ass out. Like put some clothes on. <laughs> uh, you know, even if you coming straight from, I'm listen. You, we got to start somewhere. That's where. I, that's that's how I see it. Well, if you got to throw on a hoodie, sis, do what you need to do, but come as you are. <laughs> <laughs> like I so said, funny. like speaking to him, this is the first time we've ever met. Yeah, yeah. Like in person. Mm-hmm. Like we spoke on Facebook and that's how I arranged the interview. But I'm willing to come and go and uh, listen to you. Thank you. Teach. Yeah. You know, I'm open to it. Yeah. Teach, preach, whatever How you long call is it. the service? Um, It kind of varies, you know. You never know what. It happens sometimes Uh-oh. it's an hour sometimes nah, it's less than an hour nah 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 I ain't gonna we gonna like miss that. the we gonna miss the breakfast at Grits <laughs> <Nah>. Cafe messing <laughs> <laughs> with him <laughs> nah nah I ain't gonna do you like that nah, okay sometimes. well let everybody know where they can find you on social media tell them where, you, where the church is where you'll be where they could come listen to you speak preach teach right. well um, we definitely are having a service on Sunday um, of course it's Resurrection Sunday I have something super huge plan. Oh, yes. um, Easter. Yeah, and so um, I have, we have like something really dope that we've done in our sanctuary. It's going to be very dope. Um, I'm introducing something that I think is going to be really dope. It's a new wave of preaching. Um, Mm -hmm. It's interactive. And I think it's going to be something that really changes the culture at large. So I'm inviting everybody out to come this Sunday. The service is actually at noon, so you don't got to wake up too early. Middle of the day. I have you out by 1.30. Um, and you know, it's going to be dope. So service will be at 3606 North Rancho Drive, Suite 102. Doors open at 1130 and come hang out with us. It's going to be mask, dope. Mask, no mask. Yeah, you can wear your mask. Wear your mask. Um, it's going to be, you know, I always do temperature checks and things of that nature and sanitize before you walk into the sanctuary. Main reason is, is because, you know, I'm a vaccinated person, whether or not, whatever your beliefs are, but mm-hmm. I just felt like as a leader, um, you know. I felt like it was the right thing to do. Lead by example. So, 
you know, I want y'all to be safe. You know, people do come to church whether or not they feel good or not. And the reality of it is, is if you believe COVID's real or if you believe the flu is real, I don't want nobody to be sick. That so, uh, you know, that's Being where I'm sick, at. Period. Being don't sick, feel period. Good. Whatever it is, you know, if you got an ear infection, that right. don't feel good. So, pink eyes. Yeah. They don't. <laughs> but, um, yes, follow him if yeah. you are in Vegas Sunday and you want to go check out. Like it's a show at a club. If you want to go check that is out so the funny. <laughs> yeah, but that means. But no, yeah. if you're here on Sunday and you want to go, you know, get a little praise and worship in, go ahead and do Come that. Hang out, please. We are um, Room Service Radio LV. Follow Room Service Radio LV on Instagram, Facebook. Follow me, Unapologetic J, Unapologetic with a J, not a G. My guy. Um. What else? What do I want to promote of myself today? Um, go get my book on Amazon. You got CC a book? Part one. Yeah. Oh, you got to send it to me. Very I'm going to buy it. <laughs> very worldly. <laughs> I'm going to read it. You buy it. I'm going to tell you. You send it to me. I'm going to buy it and read it. Yes. Thank y'all for tuning in. Um, I'm here every Thursday now at 8 p.m. Stay unapologetic. That's it. Period. Period, post. <laughs>